Welcome to the BFF Effect Podcast. It's your girl Tease, aka Miss Optimistic, and I'm here to give you an interesting point of view. It's your girl Marcia, Miss Messenger, just a girl allowing God to use her. Hey everybody, it's your girl Courtney, aka Miss Info, and I'm here to bring you all the latest information. Hey y'all, this is Tanya, aka Miss Consistent, bringing consistency with a positive attitude. Welcome to the BFF Effect Podcast. So last week, well last episode, we had our teenager daughters on the show. That got me thinking, they all are so beautiful with sweet spirits and innocence. I think they are growing up much differently than we did. So having them on here kind of had me reflecting on the past and my teenage years and the growth to becoming a woman and what it took to get here. Like, did I regret anything? Or would I change anything that I've done in my past? And I've been told, in order to grow, you should look at where you were to see how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Kind of a self-reflection exercise today, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, so I was just thinking um, while, you know, going over the questions. And I was like, what type of teen was I? Mm-hmm. You know, as an adult, you know, I know who I am, but... You know, the hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, would I change anything that I've done in the past? But <clears throat> I don't think I would because everything in life is a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that one, of, one thing about me when I was younger was I was a partier. And I think that was because um, it was to distract what was going on in home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to go out, get out, um, which me being a quote-unquote partier, you know, you do things that you shouldn't, you interact with people maybe you shouldn't have, um, but um, now I think as an adult, I kind of maybe on guard a little bit more with who am I bring in my space and, you know, who am I, whom I am around and who I bring into my life. Um, what would you all say about your past as a teen? Like, who, how would you describe yourself? I would describe myself, I thought I was quiet. Um, yeah, I think I was a quiet friend, and I only spoke when, you know, I had a feeling about something you were doing. But then other than that, you know, I don't think I really had too much input. I'm, like I said before, in some of the past um, conversations we had on the other podcast episodes, I am a good listener. So I like to sit and listen to how you feel, and then once you're done... If I feel like an opinion is needed, then I'll speak on it. But a lot of times I just be like, I'm just here to listen. Let me be that friend to hear you out. Um, but I definitely, besides all of that, I was a, a team partier as well. Mm-hmm. We were we was friends together. back then. <laughs> um, but I just always think you need that kind of. like. I think about us doing it young, we kind of got it out the way. Because I was married by 27. So by by then, I had already done all that. That is you know? true. Um, and you hear a lot of times where people started late. And then they still trying to party in their 30s. And I mean, that's, you know, that's your choice. But mm-hmm. um, I know I did not want to be that party girl all the way up until my 30s. And then trying to have kids in my 40s and trying to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm late now being pregnant at 36. Yeah. I'm a high risk. 
<laughs> they make you feel like yeah they make you feel so like you old horrible. so yeah. i mean i feel like i'm late now mm-hmm. and that's why i'm like this will be the last one because um i feel like i'm having kids late in life but i don't want to have my you know i don't want my kids to be mm-hmm. growing up and i'm like 40 something and can't run with you and stuff like that you know 40 year olds can't run no but you know I, you know how with like the order you get I, yeah. I don't want you to be able Absolutely. to get over on me cuz i'm like oh, whatever go ahead and do what you want to do patience. yeah so yeah um i can see that um lost my train of thought for a second but yeah <laughs> um being a partier I, now i'm like really i don't do nothing yeah. i'm chill at home type person and i do think i'm i made it for it like i did a lot in my um teens so i'm not made up for it, but i did a lot in my teens and my early 20s mm-hmm. mid 20s and so now being 35 i'm like i just want to chill yeah. i know my brother be like you're boring <laughs> i'm like hey this is my life. But we still I'm like we still I'm like to have fun. Like I'm like like I'm a bruncher. I like to drink during the day. So grown in class yeah. stuff. You that know? is so much mm-hmm. fun. And Party then you have your girl day, trips. Go home and sleep. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Be home by yep. the time. Go to bed. You know that's, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got your girl trips and. Mm-hmm. All of those, mm. and that's something that you we always look forward to. Yeah, we don't yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. party less, just differently. Yeah, that's yeah. true. What about you? Know, I was a shy, reserved teen that didn't say much, do much. You know, <laughs> just hang out with you guys <laughs> um, and watch us doing all the ratchet. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but those was my friends. Um, yeah, I was very quiet. I didn't. Stand out. I wasn't, you know, considered. Well, I kind of was considered popular because mm-hmm. I was on the step team and I was in the choir. So mm-hmm. that's that's why. But like, they wouldn't. I wouldn't get picked out of a crowd, pretty much. I think you would have. <laughs> I don't think so. You like, just more. You were reserved, but mm-hmm. I think like if we went out or something to a party, like people would be trying to talk to you back then. So mm-hmm. give yourself a little bit more credit. Know me. That's how I felt back then. <laughs> right, right. Got you. I did ask you that question. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. And I'm like, no. Okay, no. Sorry. You weren't. Stop that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Again. I'm sorry. All right, Mama T. <laughs> sorry. So, um, it's funny that you say Mama T. because one thing that I can remember is being a teenager when it came to like my um, friends and close like family members, like cousins and stuff. I was almost like the mother, the protector, mm-hmm. like always looking out for everyone, always trying to encourage everyone and, and like just be um, be there for everyone. And I was also the quiet one, like inside my, my group, I wasn't as quiet, but you talking about outside, like in school and mm-hmm. things like that, I was the one that would fade into the background because I was an insecure teen, mm-hmm. you know, but within my circle, like family and stuff, yeah, I was the one asking all the questions, the one talking, and just the one, like, they will always be like, you're the mom, you're such a mom, and then with boys, they will be like, they will hate me, they will call me the B of the group, because I truly believe in respect, Mm. so you know how boys could be very disrespectful, and I ain't play that when it comes to my friends, like, you're not Mm -hmm. going to... Like try to get on, get over on them, and you know, cause I mean, let's be honest. Like we in high school, sometimes we used to go out, have some trains, you know, mm-hmm. go over somebody's house, and blah blah blah. And I'm the one that was always on high alert. So mm-hmm. like, 
I was like a DD, but you know, we wasn't driving them, but I was like the DD of the group, the responsible one looking out mm-hmm. for everyone. And they and I would like speak up and they'd be like, You're such a B. No, I know I have respect for myself and I'm gonna stand up for my friends Mm -hmm. too. So I I I don't go for the things that most females would go for. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's good, a good character to have as a teenager. That's that friend that you Mm -hmm. want around your daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, like that one friend that's watching out for y'all and making sure that everybody gonna get home safely. Like when we come together, we're leaving yep, that was together. Like, uh-uh. Yeah, I'm looking. Where's everyone at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't play that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what would you guys say that back then? What were your dreams and aspirations? Like, what did you know you wanted to do, or you were going to who you were going to be mm-hmm. twenty years down the line, 10, 20 years down the line? I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse. That's because my grandmother was a nurse. Um, it just seemed like something that I, I just fell into until I got to Morgan and realized I wasn't good at science. <laughs> and I was like, I got to do this the yeah. whole time. Like, no. So <laughs> immediately, I think it was my freshman year, and I think I failed my um, my first science class. And I was like, if I got to do science all the way through, there's absolutely no way I'm going to make it if I can't get through this on the first class. So I switched it to sociology, but yeah, I wanted to be a nurse. I always knew I wanted to be married, and I always knew I wanted kids. Oh well. I didn't know like at what age, but I knew I wanted to have a husband and have kids and be that nurse. But yeah, I went a different route, kinda. I mean, for the most part, you did well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you wanted, you yeah. know what? Yeah. Better than me. <laughs> You have your different wanted, aspirations. Yeah, but I wanted to be a lawyer so bad. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a um, a defense attorney for juveniles. Like I was, I was so set on keeping kids out the system mm-hmm. until I saw that LSAT. <laughs> and oh. I, <laughs> and I it was about well, I I think I had like did the practice questions and got like the first five wrong, and I was like, yeah. Cause I'm not I'm not a great test taker. Like I can mm-hmm. study all day, but I'll get to that test mm-hmm. and be all of it is nothing mm-hmm. is retained. So I was like, I knew that's like one of the hardest tests to study for. So I changed my major to journalism because I like writing. Mm-hmm. But um, I also envisioned that I would be married with kids in a big house with the per you know the the best job and of course life didn't turn out that way. But right. I'm here. That don't mean life finished with you, though. Right. And that doesn't mean that, you know, how it turned out was worse or bad. It's just what it is. (laughs) It's just what it is. Um, Now, I have a couple different things I want to be. For one, I know y'all know one. I wanted to be a singer. A singer, of course. A singer. So, I just knew. I knew. We was going to make it. We was going to make it. And I still feel like we would have. Had we just pressed caress. Yes, it was caress, right? Courtney was a songwriter. Hey, you know, we had the vocals. We all had the vocals. We had a good group. So I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be also, I wanted to be in music, point blank period. I wanted to be an A&R director. I wanted to like uh, move to New York and be like an A&R director. Um, I just knew that's what I, what I was going to do. Um, that, and then also I want the um, last part, I wanted to be like, um, what is that show uh, with the coat with... Um, What's her name? She's an actress, black actress. She played a mistress to the president. 
scandal. Uh, I wanted to be uh, Carrie Hill, uh, Carrie Washington. 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 Oh, the fixer. The fixer. I wanted to be in the CIA, FBI, something, living in D.C. in the penthouse. Oh, wow. That's what I wanted to do. Those three things, I was like, I'm going to end up, one of these things. One of these things is going to happen. Oh, well. I'm in accounting. <laughs> Things don't plan out. Um, I didn't never. I never saw myself having children. Um, well, later I can't say that. Later on, I in life, but I didn't think about it like that. I just wanted to be like single, free, and just out there, just doing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what I wanted to do as a kid, and yeah, I completely <laughs> life switched up. Yeah, you uh, turn or yeah, yeah it didn't happen. <laughs> I wanted to um I've always loved kids. So I was like I wanted to either be a pediatrician or a teacher. Um to say the least, I'm still in human services. I'm a nurse, so mm-hmm. you know, um but I did I did want to have kids and get married. Y'all remember MASH? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all remember how we used to mm-hmm. play MASH? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Paper thing. Mm-hmm. Um so I did want kids and I did um want to get married. And I was also trying to save myself for marriage. Like, I didn't lose my virginity until after high school. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. I don't even know why, because it's not like I grew up in a household where my mom was like, you can't have sex. It was yeah. just like in it my mind. It was in your It was like, don't have sex. And, like, it was so funny because I used to take a, a washcloth and I would, like, um, wet it and make it, like, ruffled and I'll have a clean one. And I used to, like, I would say preach to my friends. I was just be like, you see this right here? You see this right here? What do you think your future husband wants? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> what? What did that mean? Teese was praying. You was I know. preaching. She preaching to look kids. at it now. Look at it. still doing the same thing. Full circle. That, that is so funny. And they right in the chat though. Like, what? what? I didn't do that though. I didn't use any and examples of It's so crazy when you look back on your childhood and I'm like, Wow, this has always been in me, mm-hmm. but you yes. don't even realize it. Like it was like, wow, I've always like, even with the insecurities, even with the fear, even with the doubt, certain qualities. It's like it's just us, mm-hmm. and it's just so to see how he was able to like develop us into who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Oh mm-hmm. wow! But what does it? What did the washcloth mean? So, so okay. <laughs> So I, w- I used to tell them, like, you know, with sleeping around with different guys and stuff, mm-hmm. like, a man wants some- don't want someone that's been used used up. They want someone that's fresh and that's clean pure. Oh, so and pure. Okay. Clean. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, like, you know. You know how <laughs> it's to call rollers and, you yeah. know, and I'm like, no one wants someone like that. Like, I... Probably would have looked at you like it was like, crazy. Like, <laughs> like, I had them in there crying. Like, yeah. they were crying. Really? My friends were crying. But that's some real stuff, though. That is like that's ahead of your time, like yeah. for a teenager. Yeah, I've to say always, that. but these days, yeah, that doesn't yeah, happen. I've but, always yeah. been like very. They like, always say like you have an old soul. Mm-hmm. Like okay, whatever that means. Yeah, mm-hmm. but are you starting to like understand what it was now? Meant most now? definitely, yeah. most yeah. definitely yeah. now. Because like the wisdom that I have is like I don't even know how I gained it because mm-hmm. I've been through some things in life. But a lot of things that I have wisdom on, I never truly experienced it, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, that's just, it's all. That's you know? an anointing. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I you think do lot, the work. Yeah, and I think a lot of like how you, how all of us were, we still hold some of those traits. Now. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
we've always been who we are, but because of the insecurities and fears and doubt, that overshadowed mm-hmm. the good parts of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now we are able to remove all of that and really fully step into who we always been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like what they say, the plant, you water it and it grows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I was just saying, like you, we, you've done the work. Um, we've done the work, you yeah. know, through trials and tribulations. You know, that's how you build character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, in all of these aspirations and dreams, um, I see that we all did not make out to what we wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel like you had the support or, like, you know, from, I guess, anybody, not just parents, but mm-hmm. your circle at that time um, to become what you wanted to become? Does that make sense to you guys? Mm-hmm. Like, did you all have the support? Um, if you said you want to be a singer, did someone support you and say, you know what? Or not, I said that, but if you mm-hmm. <laughs> you wanted to yeah. be a lawyer, um, did someone say, okay, um, let's support her dream, let's do this, or, you know? That's what okay. I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. even know if my mom knew I wanted to be a nurse until I was getting ready to go to college, and everybody's like, what's your major? What's your major? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or... I don't remember once I changed my major, no one was like, no, you need to push harder and keep trying. It was just kind of like, nope, I can't pass it, so I'm going to move on to something else. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want to say like no one was like, I should. I just don't think I had the push to... Okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good they just wanted me to push. be in school, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like you're in school. school doing I could. They don't. I don't think they really cared on what my major was, which I think is a good thing because at that time you're supposed to be responsible to figure out what you want to do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm asking these questions though because, like I said, we're I'm reflecting on bringing the girls on our last episode, mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking to myself like, you know, these questions that I have like. Am I in support of my child? And you know, I'm trying to understand what she's going through. Yeah. Um. You know, that's why it's basically our younger self versus where we are now. Mm-hmm. Especially this question, like, did you have that support? I think for myself, um, ah, uh, no, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, I didn't feel heard or seen. Um, and so I didn't. I think there was a um. There was a lack of, like you said, push or motivation mm-hmm. in myself at that time. Um, I remember, I mean, because like I said, it was a lot going on as a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, actually, I took my SATs, and this is my 12th grade year, and I had my, um, uh, what do you call it, transcripts in the car, and I was supposed to mail them out, actually, with some Morgan State. Mm-hmm. And I rode around with that pamphlet in my car. <laughs> I never mailed it out. Never mailed it. Oh, I man. never mailed it out. Because I was never followed up on. Mm. So oh, okay. um, yeah, they, I got pushed for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got them applications yeah. up. Well, that's yeah. when. That's mm-hmm. why I say like yeah. there was no. They didn't care what I majored in, mm-hmm. but it I had to be in school. Mm-hmm. It was like either you're gonna mm-hmm. be in school or you need to go to the military, and that's I had a dad that was in the military, mm-hmm. and it's like my mom was stuck on you are not staying in this house. Mm-hmm. That is not an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was I guess that is. Big yeah. support. So I already knew once I graduated from Athelton, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm either going to go to college or I'm going to go to military. And I didn't want to do the military. Well, I did. Um, I went to a community college. I went to PG, the 13th grade. Um, <laughs> so I did, you know, further my education. Um, you know, still taking courses now. But, <laughs> but right. Um, 
But um, you know, it's it's a, it's a difference. Like you know, I wish you know sometimes you wish you had that motivation. So I'm making sure that I do that in my child mm-hmm. now. Like she has to go. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta do something. We talking about it. We've been talking about it since she been in, in elementary school. Like you know, HBCU. That's where you going. Where you going? I'm uh, trying to get her out of Maryland. <laughs> I want what? her to go. I want her to. I don't want her to stay. She wants. She's looking mm-hmm. at Booth. No, I want you to go. I don't say. I want you to experience life. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, going to Atlanta was like the best experience of my life. I had. Mm-hmm. I did like break down and get homesick for a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And my mother talked to me and was like, "Girl, if you don't go on about your business." Mm-hmm. But I. I don't want her to stay here at all. Yeah, no. Nah, she wants to do Howard or um Clark. She says she just wants to be in Atlanta. But I don't know. I don't want her there. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Human trafficking is at an all-time high. Oh, so you think because she's at Howard that is safe? That is yeah, I know. Back her. Anyway. No, but she gets her choice. I'm just saying what I want. Look, you know. we need the support, Mama. Right. We support right. her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. There she go to clock. We can be damn near like, hey, girl. Absolutely. Hey. Absolutely. Every home comes. She's like, oh, my gosh, my mom and my honor here. <laughs> you know she's shot. She's hiding behind stuff. <laughs> so, Marcy, do you feel like you had the support? Um, a supportive circle or somebody, a guardian parent? Um, I just want to touch on something really quick, and sorry if I'm going left. Mm, um, okay. So when you asked that question, I did this um, class with um, my church, and it was talking about 10 emotional needs of a human. And like you said that, did you have that support, whether it's from a parent or, you know, someone else. But I think what we failed to realize that the most important support is from that biological parent, mm-hmm. right? Because when we don't get it from them, yeah, someone, a stepdad or uncle or aunt or something mm-hmm. like that can come and try to, like, be that void, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And when I did this, it's like an activity, and you guys can look it up. It's just called 10 Emotional Needs. And it's um, the 10 Emotional Needs, and is ask you, is your cup empty? Is it halfway full or is it full, right? So you got to think about it as mom and dad, right? So look at something like, did you feel respected, right? So if you had both parents in your household and you felt respected from both, your cup is full. But if you only had, if you had both of them, but you only felt respect from one of them, your cup is half, mm-hmm. But you can still have both parents in your household and don't feel respect from none of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so your cup is empty. Hmm. Right? And so then you go out into the world and you look for these things in other people. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, sometimes when we do stuff, we don't do it from being a respectable person. But we do it for respect, for other people to respect us. And so for me, it was just like, because I grew up in a household without my dad and a stepdad, I always felt like there was a lack somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I truly felt that my mom, in a sense, like, Tanya, you said that, like, your parents, like, told you, like, you're going, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, I felt like they tell us what to do, but they don't even ask us, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. So do we even call that support? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you're telling me I'm going to college. Like, at this point, it's like, I don't even have an option. Like, what if mm-hmm. I want to go to trade school? Or what if I want to go um, 
what's it called when you go aboard or something to take a year abroad, or a yeah. gap yeah. year abroad yeah. or whatever or what I if I want to go, go to straight airport. into the government or something you know like mm-hmm, what if mm-hmm. I want to be an entrepreneur like was that right. even an option not back no, then not even thought of not, yeah. not back I wanted then. to go to the air force my mother told me no, no. exactly and then <laughs> so parents tell you no like it's a difference so I'm sorry I mean I was talking and so like I came I come from a family that like I know they love me and they're always going to be there for me but it's still certain needs that were not fulfilled, you know? And it's nothing against them because they did the best that they knew how to do. Right. But we as um, individuals, especially as adults, we have to take note of that and then find ways to fill the cup that mm-hmm. was left empty or that was left half full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with parents, they always try to aspire to make sure that you're better than they were. So my mom didn't go to college. My dad went into the military, but in his mind, of course, is, hey, you can be in the military like I am. And so that was my other option, uh-huh. um, which, of course, now I think is a, could have been a good option because you retire early and you can do I something else, right. you know, because I'm looking at him now like, dude, you retire, you got a whole nother job, you're making that money. But, um, yeah, benefits. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you think about it now being... You know, older, it's like, oh, that probably would have been a good um, way for me to go. But you have your parents. Like, my mom didn't go to college young because she had me young. So, of course, that's just something that she's like, no, you need to be, you know, the next one to do that. So, they they want you to do better than them. Right. But that's just like us. You want your kids to do better than you. I have, I mean... I have, I'm kind of scared, like, you know, because we're all pretty, you know, smart and all yeah. that. And I'm like, what more can I ask my child to do? I, you know, it's... So you're, it's you're, you're setting the yeah. bar high. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I feel like it's so many opportunities and options out there these days. Oh, it's so many. So, you know, they'll... <laughs> like, yeah, my first is going to be <laughs> trade because you do not know. People mm-hmm. who go into trades mm-hmm. make money. Mm-hmm. Like, Kennedy is writing a book. Like when before you came over, she's currently writing. She's like, I want to write a book. I said, Do it. I'll have we. You can self publish. Yeah. She's like, Do authors make money? I said, Look at J.K. Rowling. She's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write that book, girl. Yes. Great support. Great, Great support. I think we just have to have an open mind because, like, maybe our parents never knew how to support us and what we wanted to do or knew the the right questions to ask because maybe no one in the family ever was a lawyer. Maybe Mm -hmm. no one in the family ever was a nurse or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they just, you know how they say, like, you be careful who you tell your your visions and dreams to Mm -hmm. because if they can't see it, what are they going to do? They're going to put that doubt in you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know I try not to do that Um, when my child says she wants to be an architect and this, this, and that. I'm just... There's a support and motivate and tell her that she has to be an exceptionally, you know, architect. You got to be better than the rest because you you will be you're a black woman, you're a black Mm -hmm. girl right now. So you have to be Mm -hmm. (laughs) better, the best of the best. (laughs) Mm Um. So yeah, Marcy, that was good. Thank you. (laughs) What would you guys do differently back then, or would you have done anything differently as a teenager when you look back? As a teenager, no. My, my early 20s, definitely. But <laughs> a teenager, no. I think, I think it was a pretty good teenage life. I mean, would I have changed a couple of like things here and there, but the total outcome, nah. I was good. I don't think I would. I think I would, of course, focus more on my education. Um, but other than that, no. I had fun. Mm, that's what it is. You know, I yeah. enjoyed myself. Yeah. 
Um, like I say, things build character. That's things I need to go through to get to where I'm at now. So no, Mm-mm. focus on education. That's it. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, no regrets. Like, do I regret anything? But I do. Like I had fun. Like I had fun with my friends. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that I had a close group of friends that because I was the only child until I was 18. So oh, yeah. I had a close group of friends that were like sisters to me. So um, yeah, that definitely helped in that situation but I don't think that I would mm-hmm. change too much the only thing like as I got older and yeah I probably <laughs> would t- took a few guys off my roster that didn't deserve me yeah Definitely. I know that's right crazy yeah yeah mm-hmm. there's a couple guys that didn't deserve mm-hmm. me that's what I said early 20s early 20s definitely yeah I would say just Mm -hmm. self-love just having loving who I who I how I look who I was and Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. Um, but everything else was it wouldn't nothing I wouldn't change because I wouldn't be who I am Mm -hmm. today if if I would change Mm -hmm. anything absolutely Mm -hmm. that's the first thing I thought about too like if you don't go through that rough patch you wouldn't be where you are now or know those them. lessons mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you had to write a letter to your younger self, what would it entail? Like, would it? What would you have it have in it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to think about this one too. Um, definitely, like Marcy, what she said about self love. Yeah. Um, love yourself. Um, know who you are. Um, get better grades. <laughs> like you know, uh, study more. Um, and you are loved. You are yeah. loved by your family. You know, um, and stay focused. Um, you got this. You know, so I think those are some of the things I would have told myself, or yeah, looking back. Mm-hmm. And you know, and don't doubt yourself. Um. Because I think that I've, I've, that's where it started and it continued on into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still working on that. But don't doubt yourself. Uh, as long as you put God first, you can do anything. So that's my. Anybody well, I'm happy else? you brought that up. Because <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to like um, look for affirmations, but I came across this letter where this girl wrote a letter to her younger self where she's reclaiming and she's adding affirmations to her life. Um, her name is called What's Up Tiana. So I want to kind of give her her props before I read a part of it because when I was reading it, I was like, wow. Like, that's something that I think I'm going to challenge myself to do is write a letter to my younger self and give yourself those affirmations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that... You learned from being younger. Yep. Yeah. But as I read this to you, you're going to be like, yeah, I think I need to do that. So I'm not going to read too much of it, but I'm just going to give you all a little bit. And again, it was, um, it's called A Letter to My Younger Self, Reclaiming and Affirmations. What's up with Tiana? You cannot be bought. You cannot be told what to do. You do not belong to anyone but yourself. You know who you are, and that is your power. You are no longer overextending yourself to squeeze into little places that do not deserve you. You've overgrown that old version of yourself. Let it go, honey. You are no longer playing small. You will nurture yourself, take back your power, and build your community. You will take up space, and you will never apologize for this. 
grab a blanket, grab a journal, a hot cup of tea, and rest, honey. I love that. I mean, right. What? I, I read that and I was like, yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, that, in doing this, like I was thinking, like I, I need to sit down and write a, a letter to my younger self. Yeah. Um, I think that would be therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And, and do it the opposite, too. Mm-hmm. So write a letter to your younger self and then from your younger self, write a letter to, to your yeah. older yeah. self. Yeah. Happy about that. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah. So, were there any situations you were in as a teen that reflects a character of who you are today? Um, I'd say having a child early, um, having my daughter early on right out of high school, mm-hmm. um, it made me more of an involved parent um, and then more emotionally um, aware and um, I think just <laughs> I think it actually calmed me down <laughs> um, it slowed me down calmed me down um, for the most part but I think that that, that situation uh, really did kind of make me who I am today because that's a huge situation mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and to want more for myself I think that's what it really did um, I don't know, and I don't want to, you know, put that out there for teens to be like, oh, let me have a kid. Um, my life would be better. But I do feel like, um, I, of course, I had to become a woman. But um, I, I think I became a better woman after I had my daughter. Um, having more empathy for other situations and people. Um, I think it definitely made me a better person. But that's just, a, you know, that situation, mm-hmm. having a child right out of high school. So that's mine. So what about anyone else? Mm-hmm. There's not a, speci- a specific situation. I don't think I say anything to y'all about this one. But was there a specific situation that you think kind of molded who you are? And you don't have to have one. But. The only one I can think of is... Um, one of the one of my boyfriends I had, it was this was like after high school maybe, um, it it got to the point to where I realized he was not the one. Now had I kept continued to let that relationship go, then I probably would have married him and I would be in a total different situation than I mm-hmm. am now. Um, but there was things that I started noticing as I got older. I changed my career. I started, you know, you can kind of see yourself going, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in my mind, I kept saying, can I see him as my husband? Can I see him as my child's father? Um, and every time I would get to that point, my answer was no. Mm-hmm. So I was like fighting with myself, but it was like, but I love him. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're thinking, in your, you're thinking in your mind, this is my young love and this is something that, you know, I want to cherish, and he's the one I love, so why shouldn't I go that route? That was kind of like a turning point for you. Too. Yeah, because that, yeah. actually, right after him is when I met uh-huh. my husband. Uh-huh. So it was I'm just saying. like, had uh-huh. I not uh-huh. said, Tanya, eh, uh-huh. you got to back this up and think about your wow. future. Um, uh-huh. I would not be with my husband now. Uh-huh. So 
happy I made that decision. Yeah. But that's that's the first thing I think about is okay. I had a moment where I was like, I see myself growing, but I don't see him growing at the time. Now he's doing amazing. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We weren't made for each other. Mm-hmm. That's right. God put right. us in those situations for a reason, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. But, um, yeah, that's definitely the first thing I think about is like, yeah, I'm happy I made that choice. Yeah, yeah, that's Absolutely. a good one. Yeah. So anyone else had a situation that kind of molded who you are, a situation as a teen, and it molded who you are now as an adult? I can't recall a situation as a teen. Or as a young adult, how about that? I guess I would um, agree with what you said because I had my daughter, got pregnant when I was 19, and I had her at 20. And it was, so I went to Prince George's Community College too, 13th grade, right? (laughs) And um, so I grew up in a very strict household. And so going, and I was supposed to go off to school but my 11th grade year, I flunked the last quarter. Oh, no. Right? The most yes, important. I got a 1.57, mm-hmm. right? And I wanted to go off to college to actually play. I used to play volleyball. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't play, oh, yeah. you know. And, like, it, that tore me. Like, I wasn't, like, after that, I was like, no, I can't play volleyball. So, like, my mind just mm-hmm. went other places. Mm-hmm. But so I started at Prince George's Community College, and my first semester, I flunked all my classes. Mm-hmm. And me and my mom got into, like, a big argument. And basically, I left the house for, like, a couple of months. Like, I was living at a friend house, Christine house. I was living at family house. Like, I was just hopping from houses. I was working. Um, and then that's when I actually got pregnant with my daughter. And, like, everything just turned around. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had her, went back into taking classes and, you know, doing things like that. And so it's just like, I feel like sometimes you have to fall hard mm-hmm. and then slowly pick yourself back up. Yeah, and, and I, I will say also, had I went to school, had I did mail that letter, my transcripts in and got accepted, because I know I would have, um, I wouldn't have my daughter. I wouldn't have. So... Everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. Not I'm not putting it out there, y'all, <laughs> to have babies after high school. But um, that's my story. Different. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my story, and yeah, it's supposed to happen that way. Right. And I have no regrets, none whatsoever. Because mm-hmm. now I think about like, what would life be like? What would I be doing <laughs> right now? I don't know. That that y'all really calmed me down in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And do we still have affirmations, or was that that letter? I had some stuff though. Oh, I did there you go. Yeah, because okay. right. what I read was amazing, so I ain't gonna even try to. <laughs> you didn't have to. I'm not gonna try to follow up on that one. That was good. So yeah. I just mm-hmm. I found some little funny memes, uh, and I found some stats for uh, just like well, the memes is uh, childhood dreams versus reality, because you know, like I said, we have all these dreams and aspirations, and we get older, and it's not mm-hmm. the same. So um, this this one is. Um, a thousand dollars could buy anything versus, um, as an adult, one month of student loans, groceries, and my cell phone bill. Mm. So that's what a thousand dollars gets you in real life. Right, ain't that for real? And then uh, another one was, as a kid, I dreamed of owning a chocolate factory. As an adult, <laughs> I'm diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And then oh, plans. And then this one it just said, um, 
I wanted to be a lion tamer as a child. In reality, now I own a cat. That's it. Oh my gosh. That's um, funny. And then this one is a super, uh, super, superpowers versus calling the super because the power went out. <laughs> oh um, and then my stats are just um, about uh, your childhood dreams and jobs that you wanted when you were a child. So it says ninety six percent of adults are not in the job they dreamt of as a child. Only 4% were successful in making their dream job a reality. Um, A huge uh, 64% still wish they were doing their childhood dream job as adults. The most popular jobs were vet, teacher, pilot, actor, and police officer. That's what most kids wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Um, 43% felt that they didn't have the talent, uh, opportunities, or resources to pursue their childhood dreams including a disproportionate 28% of women compared to just 15% of men. And then it says people who didn't pursue their childhood dream are twice as likely to be unhappy in their job as those who did. And this mm-hmm. is what's from perkbox.com. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. I wonder what the stats are on if we had money, you know, as opposed to I guess, well, middle-class people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder how that, you know, if we had money, we were rich, would our dreams, of course, of I guess, course, be yes. made more real, you know, real, be more realistic? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but so. that costs too, because you see how some parents was paying people off to get their kids in good schools. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you can't tell me that's still not happening. They're probably more careful Absolutely. now. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, but those kids are forced too. I think a lot. Like you're forced to go to um, what it was like some of the Harvard or Mm -hmm. some of those schools that your parents really want you to go to, whether they want to go or not. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot her name, but she went on the red table and her mom was Mm -hmm. in there, but she she didn't even know. Oh yeah, like she didn't even know that her mom was doing it. Yeah, but there's a lot of them that didn't know. You just know all of a sudden you you about to go to NYU, knowing daggone well. You didn't get, you know, know, the grades to do like that. She might have an idea. She didn't probably know the gist of it, but she had an idea. She probably was like, mom. my mom knows somebody to give me. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. didn't know. That but she, she don't. At eighteen, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't know the ins and outs of it. Right. But yeah, that's, and that's kind of crippling your kids too. Not kind of. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in a different way. But when they get money. out into the real mm-hmm. world, they have to fend on their own. They're they so lost. Mm-hmm. But they really at that when they when their parents got money like that they really don't have to because their parents are still forking the money right. out to them you know yeah. that's true. just the middle class that gotta pay for it right. <laughs> you know what I always say right. middle class get the heart got it the hardest right. that's oh, a whole other conversation though yeah <laughs> does anybody else have anything um, anything else nope. that's a good one well mm-hmm. all right that brings us to a close. <laughs> Until next time. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. We really want to hear your feedback, questions, or comments. So if you have any, send them to our email at thebffeffect at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at the BFF Effect Podcast, Effect with an E. We are here to bring females forward. So once again, stay blessed. Stay unapologetically you. Stay humble and stay confident.